This program is a proud member of Univaz. Unified, unique, voices. Learn more at univazpods.net. Hello, my name's Patrick, and I'm a Scream Queen. I'm a Scream Queen, and so are you! my beautiful screamers and welcome to another episode of scream queens the podcast where horror gets gay this is episode 293 and tonight we are being joined by allison dewacky and brian poke to talk about tucker and dale versus evil and there's no boobs in this movie so someone might not get out alive and that someone is me which would be an extra bummer because it's my birthday. It's my birthday. It's my birthday. But wait a minute. Who the hell are you? Oh, pardon me. How rude of me. For those of you who are new to this show, please, please allow me to introduce myself. My name is Patrick Walsh. And my name is Patrick Walsh. And every week I am your guide to the weird and wonderful world of horror movies. But back up, honey. I ain't done yet. I'm going to take that movie and turn it on its head because you're going to have to see it through my very, very, very gay little eyes. And once you've seen the movie through my eyes, you'll never see it the same way again. Yeah! My evil laughter. Woo! So what's going on in Scream Queen's headquarters? That's what's going on. Pretty much that. It's me sitting around going all day. Okay, let's say at this, what is it now? Day 48 of my isolation. And me being me, Every item in my house, every single piece of furniture, every pretty much inanimate object now has become anthropomorphic and has a voice and talks to me all the time. It's like living in Pee Wee's Playhouse. You know, an hour ago, after I got out of the shower and I'm at the sink, I had a conversation with my deodorant. Gee, Patrick, how come you never use me anymore? We used to be best friends. Well, Mr. Deodorant, I don't go out much anymore, and I'm not seeing friends, so I'm not using you as much. But you smell like a rhinoceros. I know, Mr. Deodorant, this is my day. This is my day. This is my day. Multiply that by everything in my house. Look, we all got to do what we got to do the way we got to do it to get through this thing. And if that means for me, I have to have long, prolonged, in-depth conversations with Things that are not alive? Well, that's just the way it is, okay? Don't judge me. Patrick, don't you kind of do that anyway? Yes, but it's out of control now. I used to just have long conversations with Smoochie. Arguments even, and sometimes she'd win. Meanwhile, Ashel Smoochie's watching me have an argument with myself going, Child, what is your problem? Shit, I'm going to try to lick my butt and go back to sleep, but I'm too fat, so I'm just going to go to sleep. Now that new listeners are positively fleeing away from the show, I want to tell you a little story. This is something that happened on Facebook. Uh, one of the queer horror groups I belong to, somebody had said something about the Hulu Into the Dark movie that came out in January, Midnight Kiss, and if you don't remember that one, it was a gay slasher. And I thought it was wretched. Boring. Shallow. Pandering didn't like it and you know, the, the post was along the lines of hey i just saw midnight kiss what does everybody think so i gave that opinion and somebody responded it sounds like you're suffering from a bad case of internalized homophobia i beg your pardon i tried not to let this comment get under my skin 
but it did. Like, I was so angry. Like, my initial response was, Apparently, you do not know who I am. Do you have any idea to whom you are speaking? And I just kept, like, typing and deleting and typing and deleting and typing and deleting. He's like, I don't want to be that person. I was talking about it on the Facebook page. I'm just like, this is not going to keep me up all night. It kept me up all night. Eventually, I just came up with, oh, wow, thanks for the diagnosis, doctor. I can skip a week of therapy now. And went on with my day. A couple of days later, the same dude who accused me of being <laughs> of being a self-hating homosexual posted his review of Mark Patton's documentary, Scream Queen, colon, My Nightmare on Elm Street. And he basically said that it was really boring and stupid and like, he just gave it the shittiest review and was just like, Mark Patton is really not that good an actor and like, I don't really care and you know, the story's not that interesting. It's like so many other documentaries from this era and I just didn't really care and it was stupid and I didn't like it. And then I enjoyed for the next two days watching Facebook rip him to pieces. I remember responding, I'm sorry that Mark Patton's actual life story was not entertaining enough for you. His response was, well, it was totally the same movie as Bohemian Rhapsody. They should have come up with something more original. Are you kidding me? It's a document. It's a biography. It's the story of his life. Come up with something more original. Go suck a dick. No, don't go suck a dick. It was just nice to find out that the guy who called me internally homophobic was just an asshole. And it wasn't just me. Why do I bring this up? I don't really know. Because there's nothing going on in my life. But if you haven't seen Mark Patton's documentary, Scream Queen, colon, My Nightmare on Elm Street, do. It's brilliant. It's wonderful. It's moving. It's funny. You'll cry. You'll laugh. You'll find out shit you didn't know. And it has got every fucking queer horror queen in it or producing it. Like everybody that you admire, that I admire, has something to do with this movie. And I had no idea. It was great to see. It was great to see. And I had a good time. And that's just not because I'm, I you know, backed it on Kickstarter or whatever it was. Or, or that, yes, you can see me dancing around with Mark at one point. But that's really not the point. But it's a great movie. Check it out if you haven't. It. It's required. It was also nice to hear him echoing a lot of the things I'm always yelling at you guys about. You know, like, learn your history. Yeah, sure, we're in a good spot as gay people now. But that is really hanging by a thread. And it hasn't been for very long. Because look at us now. Yeah. But am I gloating? No, I'm not. I'm not. I wish I was wrong about that. But anyway, this went in a different direction than I meant it to. But that's the way of the world these days. So what have I been watching? I'm still having trouble dealing with newish horror movies. I've seen a few, but I just, if it's not super, if I know it's not going to be super light and not like really hardcore shit, I'm not interested. I'm finding comfort in the stuff I already know and I've seen a million times because I know how it ends so I don't have to worry about anybody and I think I've said that before and I just saw I saw an article from BuzzFeed that said that's okay that's a total natural response and I said oh good thank you BuzzFeed thank you for yet yet another free psychiatric diagnosis from the internet thank you thank you so much but some of the things I've been watching are Murdoch Mysteries which is on Hulu I have fallen in love with this show and there's like 9,000 seasons of it it's this period historical fiction mystery piece and I can hear you going but it's really light it's really fluffy it's fun but the mysteries are very intense and they keep venturing off into horror episodes that are really well done like I keep going I know this is historical fiction so I know it's not actually going to be a vampire that's killing people but how is it not a vampire based on what they're giving me there's been a werewolf there's been vampires there's been aliens there's been zombies and they just had one that was a slasher movie it was cool it was really cool it was uh, all these um, women out on a Hindu 
on an island that are getting hunted down by an axe murderer. And it had all the tropes of the horror movie, but in this turn of the 20th century garb. And it was neat to see these components taken out of the modern day and put into the yesteryear. I like it. It's good. And plus the guys are hot. That just might be my thing for men in tweed. Don't judge me. Whatever. It's Malcolm McDowell's fault from time after time. I can't help myself. What am I going to do? And the other thing I'm going to recommend that you watch is porno. Wait, no, not not like actual pornography films. Well, actually, you know what? Go watch them too. What the heck? You're in isolation. Live it. Live large. Pursue some new fetishes. Whatever. Experiment. That's not the point right now. I'm talking about the movie porno. The horror movie porno, which I think is streaming on Shudder right now. I actually saw it at a benefit for the Alamo Draft House, so I paid for it, but I think it is on Shudder right now. And it's the story of these fundamental Christian high school kids who all work in a movie theater in 1992, so some fun period stuff going on there, who accidentally unleash a succubus when they screen a horror movie on their night off in the theater. It's got elements of demons to it. It's not that intense. It's actually quite charming. Yes, it's scary and there's some gore in it, but overall it's this fun little character study and spooky and lots of of atmosphere. I really enjoyed it. So I've understood from some of my listeners that doing a Google search for this movie is a little difficult because you get lots of choices that you're not looking for, or maybe you are. I don't judge. I recommend doing a search on Porno Horror 2020. That should get you there. And I want to say thank you to Andy. Andy, thank you for... Inviting me to that screening. It was tons of fun. And although I really wish you had warned me that a Georgia peach was going to get punched in the face. That was not okay. That was not okay. That was a hate crime against ladies baseball. What are you going to do, Patrick? You're going to start moving ahead to starting the show. But hey, I just got to say it's my birthday. But not really. It's actually next week. But I convinced all these great guests to come on. You know, it's people, you know, guests that always make me laugh my head off. And people that you haven't met yet who, whenever I'm with, I always have the best of times. And that's why I want to surround myself for my 50th birthday because I can't actually have actual people around me. So I lured a lot of them in saying, you're going to be on my birthday episode. So now my birthday episode is all month long. Deal with it. Okay? So with that much said, <laughs> it's time to buckle down because we're going to bring on that crazy couple from California, Allison Nowacki and Brian Polk, and we are going off and we're going into the woods to meet Tucker and Dale. Talk about Tucker and Dale versus evil let's take a listen to the trailer y'all oh jeez whoa jesus did you see the way those guys looked at us who wants to go skinny dipping You hate pancakes? I'm, I'm gonna make you something else. What am I doing here? Fell into the water. I dove in and rescued you. We'll go find your friends. You should relax. Tucker and Dale are on the case. What is this place? It's just a cabin. It doesn't mean they're psycho killers. Then why don't you go in there and talk to them? All right. Maybe I will. I said maybe. Dale? What are you doing? I'm, I'm digging a crapper hole. You mind if I help? He's making her dig her own grave. There's no rules out here. It's us against <laughs> them. Oh, good looking friends are here. Are you okay? Hey. 
your friend out there. He must be allergic to bees or something because he was running like a bat out of hell. This is a suicide pack. These kids are coming out here and they're killing themselves all over the woods. Oh my God, that makes so much sense. She can maybe explain the whole thing. You've got another one inside. Oh, she's in my bedroom. <laughs> Head up. Oh, you gotta take the safety off on the side there. Don't do that. Start being more careful. Time to die, freak. Stop, stop, roll. No, don't, don't use that. Let's get you down from there. Wait. Sorry about that. Ah, this vacation sucks. So joining me once again, I am delighted to bring back not just some of my favorite guests, but some of your favorite guests. You're that, that crazy married couple from California. He's allegedly a podcaster of some sort, and she's a blessed pain in my ass, and I love her for it. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and my GNCs, wherever you may be, putting your hands together for Allison Nowacki and Brian J. Punka. Whee! Hey! Happy what's going to be on? Back. Yeah, I'm so Yay! happy to be back. Yeah, bring it! Tits <laughs> out, everybody! Tits out! <laughs> Allison's dream. <laughs> Get out now! <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> warning, warning. We're just excited to be back. We're excited to be talking to people, watching movies, and, yeah. and being yeah. like a part of this. We're excited. Yeah. And we're, this weird thing that we do is all of a sudden normal. Yes, yeah. <laughs> this is our new normal. This, this is the taste of the old days. <laughs> What's old is new again, guys. Comes full mm. circle. Bell mm. bottoms, podcasting. <laughs> Your face. <laughs> <laughs> <My> face. Jorts. <laughs> jorts. <laughs> yeah, I ran with jorts. I don't know where they were. Yeah, nice. jorts. <laughs> Scrunchies. Oh, God. And I'm so glad you guys even came back because, I mean, it is almost a year to the date where I inflicted evils of the night upon you and you came oh, back. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> didn't, didn't they like? Didn't they like? No. No. So hopefully this was a more pleasant experience than that was. It was. It was. It was absolutely oh, is, enjoyable. Yeah. It was quite an endearing little gory romp. I enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah, and the movie that we're talking about that we're uh, that, that 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 we are talking about together right now, and that we're going to be talking about on the show is, of course, Tucker and Dale versus Evil, starring Alan Tudyk from Firefly and Tyler Labine. It's a little horror comedy, and I figured we should have something light through these dark times. And I think Brian, give me a thirty-second plot summary. Start now. Oh my god! Uh, Wait, 30 stop. Seconds. Wait, stop! Wait, stop! I forgot. I want to try something new with you guys. <clears throat> <laughs> That's that burp. It finally came. Happy birthday. Muzzle! Yay! <laughs> uh, I was in labor 108 days with that burp. <laughs> Only Patreon people know what we're talking about right now. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm going to start and stop you guys. Okay. It's the same game. All right. 30 seconds. I stop one, the other one has to start. Okay. Where they left off. Got it. Brian, give me the plot. Basic plot so of Tucker. And Dale, excuse me, can I, can I finish? 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 Okay, I'm finished. Okay. Duck and Dale versus Evil, the plot starts now. So two uh, hillbillies are 
uh, run into a bunch of campers and they're a bunch of 80s like stereotype kids and Allison go they all start uh, randomly killing themselves around their property and in very hilarious and weird ways. Ryan, go. So everybody thinks that Tucker and Dale are killing people when it's actually just the kids all being dumb. You know what? You're done with five seconds to spare. Well <laughs> done. And, and there's a character named Allison. <laughs> and it's all Allison's fault. <laughs> it is. The, the casting and the, the naming was so accurate in this. <laughs> And, and we, I was talking about with, the, with these two earlier before we started recording why I picked this particular movie. And there's lots of reasons that I did. But one of the main reasons I picked it is because you don't know this, Allison. But I had a long talk with Big Brother Mike when we were in Las Vegas. Oh, boy. <laughs> and so when I saw this movie, I was like, oh, my gosh, this absolutely recaptures the way you two met. You know, Brian was, you know, up on top of a rock and he was dripping, stripping down his panties and he's dancing around. He's like, oh, I love Ska. I love the Aquabats. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm on a rock dancing. And you fell in and just like Big Brother Mike and Allison were out in the swamp water, you know, eating, like, eating pickled eggs. Licking frogs. And you're like, get that man. Get him. Get that skinny man. Get him now. True story. True story. True story. True story. Oh, no, I actually really enjoy this movie. It's been on my Netflix queue actually for a while and I never get around to it. Yeah. And um, it like an hour and 28 minutes. It's the perfect length for a movie like this. So it doesn't overstay its welcome. Right. right? It doesn't get too comedy hokey. Yeah. Um, no. and, and I like that it was a it, it was a little it was a little different. I liked that the, you know, country bumpkin hillbillies were the ones with the heart, hearts of gold. And, you know, mm-hmm. we're trying to do good things. And it was the damn college kids that were that were the evil in the Tucker and Dale Specifically versus one. evil. Yeah. Yes, there was definitely one that was that was evil for sure. And hashtag Allison is stupid. Yes, and hashtag <laughs> Allison is stupid. But not but, you. But not you. Well, Allison in the movie. The Allison in the movie. And casting was I, perfect. I think they had my picture up when they were casting this this woman because <laughs> she looked just like me. I mean, totally, absolutely. I was like, what? I can't even believe this. <laughs> Um, but no, I actually, I really, really liked it. I did. I did. I did. One of the reasons I personally enjoy this movie, quietly, silently burping again, is that um, Alan Tudyk and Tyler Labine could both get it. I, I, I find both of them very hot for very different reasons. <laughs> right? There is something about them that even yeah. as the hill, like, I, I hate saying hillbillies, but even yeah. as the hillbillies. That's what they call them in the movie. Like, yeah. That's so what they call I'm, themselves in the movie. So, and that's the whole point of the movie. So, yeah, call them what they call I'm gonna, them. I'm going to say hillbilly. That's even racist. As, <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. Even as the hillbillies, there was something about them that, like, drew you to them. Like, yeah. there was a charm and, like, a certain attractiveness to them, even though they were in overhauls and, like, they were meant to look. Disheveled. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there yeah. was something about them. And what – so, obviously, I know Alan from Firefly, but what else has um, the other guy been in? Telebead, I knew him. He was um, – there's a show called Reaper. Yes, that yes. is it. And he yeah, had the, and then, but he had frosted tips in that or something, didn't he? Yeah, didn't he yeah, like he did. And then he yeah. was he was in like every commercial and like doing guest shots in every independent movie for like two years. Yeah, and, and then he, all of a sudden he was gone. He did some Hulu show for like three seasons too. 
Oh, did he? Like, that's probably that's like the most like, ghost one. Yeah, it was the one about the ghost. Yes, yes. Oh, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's been on my queue as well. And then he was a one. He was in that movie, a good old fashioned orgy, which was fantastic. Yes, thank you for placing him because I was like, I know this guy from somewhere. Well, I remembered him from and the as soon bus as you ads said, that yes. were up forever in LA for that show. For the, the Hulu, the, the, Hulu the, the show, whatever yeah. show. But yeah, as soon as you said Reaper, I was like, yep, okay, I know I can exactly place this yeah. guy now. Yeah, and, and then more recently, all of a sudden, like last year, he popped up in that movie Escape Room, and I was like, ah! <laughs> you, I know you! <laughs> That's one of my future husbands. <laughs> <laughs> but there is there is something about him, and, and, and Alan as well, there's something just about them that like you said, for completely different reasons, but you are drawn to them like in a weird, like sexual way. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. I guess so. <laughs> I'd hit it. Yeah. I'd hit it. I agree. I would hit it. Well then, well then let's take it a different set. I just like to, I think they play these parts to perfection. Oh yes. The, yes. The chemistry between them is fantastic. They're, they're playing a stereotype without playing a stereotype. Mm-hmm. And they're for want of a better word, affection for each other. So good. Yeah, it so reads. ground yeah. the movie. Yeah, absolutely. And everybody has that friend that is just like your best friend through thick and thin. Everybody has that person. Yeah. You know what I mean? And everybody, when if you don't, you had that with somebody and you want that again. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. And this kind of male friendship doesn't get shown in movies very often. Yeah. It's usually like the dude bra. Yeah, yeah that's true. you hug yeah. and you slap the back twice and that sort of thing. But this is like an actual love between two male guys. And I don't mean romantic. Yeah. Right. These two guys love each other. Going and to their vacation home. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what they keep calling it, our vacation home. I'm going, what's uh-huh. going on here? Right? <laughs> I was wondering if that's going to be the twist. Like... Well, you know, as, since it is a gay podcast and they, it's like, even if there's no gay subtext, you're cramming in there anyway. Yeah. <laughs> cramming well, in. I kind of, I kind of think that, I think they, can, they think, you know, they weren't gay, but they fooled around with each other. That kind of thing. We're just helping each other out. Just, yeah. But, just helping each other out. But, 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 Dale's moving on. Wait, yeah, he doesn't Dale's like the fishing on. trips anymore. No, 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 no. He, Dale, Dale, just uh, Dale's moving on, and Tucker's not. Aww. Yeah, that, that speech at the end where he's just letting them go. Yeah, exactly. It's like I have to let you go, but most importantly, I haven't opened my drink yet. Oh well, I'm so not going to do that yet because I'm drinking straight vodka out of a mug, and if I start doing that now, I'll be on my face. Oh yes, <laughs> please, please, yeah, please do. Take care okay, of yourself. So, buddy. Okay, so what I was like about this movie is that I, I did I didn't let you watch the trailer so that you wouldn't know. Right. Well, I, I I am well aware of this movie. Meow 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 meow. You just got meow meow meow. Usually only Allison only Allison gets meow meow meow. <laughs> We're flipping the script too. <laughs> I, I I work around movies a lot, and I have seen parts of this movie quite a bit. So I I knew the premise. I knew a lot about this movie. Um, but when Allison is just like, oh, he picked this movie, I'm like, yeah yeah, you're gonna love it. It's gonna be great. Yeah. He says not to watch the trailer. I'm like, yeah, probably not. Like, I well, think- every every kill is in the trailer. Oh, is oh, it really? really? Yeah. Oh. So, and there's and those are the jokes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> as weird as that sounds, every time somebody gets killed, it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. I was a little. I did get kind of the my one complaint is I will. I was a little over people getting randomly impaled. I think they over. Yeah, I think they overused that a little bit because then when the the one college kid went into the wood chipper, that was like, oh god, this is hilarious. How are they going to get out of this? But there was like three impalings, and I was I was kind of hoping they would give me each one would be more different. You know, dear dead people, die better. Thank you. (laughs) You know, and and work our way up to hilarity of wood chipper a little bit, little bit, little bit, little bit. Yeah, they didn't escalate. Yeah, they didn't escalate. It was just like but it didn't matter because I it was all. I mean, even though it doesn't, what am I going to say? Like in a certain kind of way, it's a terribly written plot because 
the kids, you know, nothing yeah. about them, nothing, their names, nothing. Some of them, you get their names, but not really, but it doesn't matter. No, they don't matter. No, they're all just the, the stereotype credits, of it. Yeah. Credits even have two of them listed as camper one and camper two. Cause their characters never even got names. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And yeah, but it, it, it's a weird thing to say. And I, I think it's weird to be able to sustain a movie for that long with that kind of shallow character and still keep it interesting. Yeah, no, agreed. And and I do like that they they separated all of the campers out in because it didn't matter because you only got like their little moments, except for the few that went through the whole the whole movie. Yeah. But yeah. you had the the arcade mat kid. <laughs> so one of the the, 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 the the actor that dies first, the one that's running with the bees and gets impaled. Well, I shouldn't say dies first because I don't I don't remember, but he's yeah, running yeah, with he, the bees. Yeah. He's the first. Yeah, he's the first. Yeah, he's the first of the college kids that dies. Right. And he runs into he gets impaled on the he runs into the tree stump. He looks like this YouTuber named Arcade Matt and Arcade Matt lives in like Philadelphia. So I keep calling him Arcade Matt. (laughs) Great story, Allison. Google Google it. It's scary. Um, I'm Googling myself right now. (laughs) But you only got that little moment with him. Right. And then it moved on to the next one and the next one and the next one. So I didn't feel necessarily like I was missing out. And not knowing about them because no. at that point, then it was just like the plot device of when are they going to come across this body and realize it's there? Yeah, yeah. When, when are they going to die? Yeah, much. and then so when it didn't they, matter yeah. who they were. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, but I just I do like it's an ambitious thing to flip the script like this. Yes, yeah, I really I really like. Because I mean, the first the first I mean, because it's one of those movies that if you if you don't know, like the first scene in the car, you're like, it's one of these movies. Mm-hmm. And I do like the fact that in the car, you know, they're all just driving up there and they'll just be in douchey teenage assholes and all of a sudden one of the girls pops up in the back she's like you guys oh my god we forgot to bring beer that would never happen no and the reaction in the car was the same reaction above allison and brian when we found out that that place that served the purple haze drinks in las vegas was closed (laughs) (laughs) no no kill everybody (laughs) those were so good oh my god but but yeah it's it's a you would never forget the beer the whole point of going out camping is to drink beer in the woods yeah so you'd never forget it, but it's a plot. It's the plot device to get them into the the weird situation they're yeah. in. The, cre- um, the cre- well, it's the plot device to get them to the creepy gas yes. station, which you have to have in every shitty horror movie. Yeah. Every single <laughs> for people one. going on vacation, where they run into the the the, the harbinger harbinger of doom. Yes, <laughs> literal death. Literal yeah. death as he has like a reaper sickle. Yeah. Like, okay. What I thought was great about this scene, like, I don't know if you caught this, you probably not, but the, the, when Allison, oh, and by the way, she's from 30 Rock and I don't know her name. Oh. Oh, that's where I knew her from. Okay. Yeah. 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 She plays, I don't mean to leave her out because yeah. she's great in this. Like, she never really got to shine. I never really remember her from 30 Rock because the character was like, <sighs> but she's nice. I like her. I like her. She's great in this. Yeah. Stupid, but great. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, she's walking through the store and Dale Tucker, Alan Todick is Tucker. at the counter. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Pucker. <laughs> but Pucker and Dale. <laughs> that, that's the porn spoof. Um, is 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 picking up the supplies. And the guy's like, okay, let me make sure I got everything on your list. And he's reading off all the list of supplies. And it goes like, okay, brush clean and sad. Quarter of an eighth hole saw. 10 pounds of screws, feminine napkins, <laughs> lubricated condoms, hammer, 
<laughs> Where are you going? <laughs> I didn't hear that. I didn't hear that part. Oh my God. I didn't hear that part. Well, you saw that six pound jar of pickled eggs. You're like, why well, give me that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> want to be sucking on them right now? One in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> it's, and I think that there's that moment where they, they make it very early on that these two hill, like hillbillies are the good guys, right? Where they're just like, oh, you're not as bad looking as you think. You should go talk to that girl, right? Yeah. Very early on, we're established that they're not what they look like, right? right. But and very quickly did establish that these two people, because of their looks, are going to get put in a bunch of weird situations because he goes to talk to the girl and he literally has like the reaper sickle, right? <laughs> and they he freak tries to out. say something nice, but then he was told to smile and laugh and he just fucks it all up because of his nerves. And, it, and it's so, so creepy. Because he looks insane. Yeah, he looks yeah. insane. Yeah. He looks absolutely insane. So it's very early established. And, you know, there's there's so much to be said about, like, first impressions and stuff like yeah. that to this movie yeah. that I was just like, Oh, there is this little undertone of like, you're not, you know, have confidence in yourself. You know, there's, mm-hmm. there, I, th- this movie had so much to it, like have yeah. confidence in yourself and don't judge people by first appearance, by just on their appearance. And it was great. The whole big thing. Most of the world's problems are caused by a lack of communication. Yes. There's just so many things to this movie that you're just like, some yeah. people don't do well in any, in a crisis. Yeah. Right. Yeah, like both those are lines from the movie. And I'm like, oh yeah, these people. Uh huh. <laughs> but then put that on a global scale, and here we are. Absolutely, absolutely. Boom. So I, I thought there was, I thought there was a nice message. There was humor. There was a little bit of gore. Um, and boobs. you said there were no boobs in this movie, but there was a scene where where Dale has his shirt off, and that was good enough for me. <laughs> That was good enough for me. I, oh, I okay. So now it. we can we can expand to moobs now. Yeah, we can expand to moobs. I I thought that was fine. That was a funny scene though too, where they're they're driving back to their their vacation home, and the sheriff pulls them over, but they don't want to get caught drinking beer, and so they're trying to like hide all the beers, but he gets stuck on something. I forget what he gets stuck on, but like he has to, like rip his shirt off like to get like unloosened, and it looks like he was giving him roadhead. And he gets pulled over, and I thought that scene was pretty was pretty funny because they played it with such like a straight face, as if they didn't they didn't realize what that looked like. They're so innocent; they didn't realize what that looked. Like. I also love that they get when they get to their vacation home that we've heard so much about because Tucker's going on about how he saved up all of his money, and he finally got this vacation home. And he can't wait to get up there, and he get it's a total shithole. It's a dump. It's a total and, dump. And Dale takes one look at it and goes. <gasps> It's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a mansion. Yeah. <laughs> Tucker has bought a psycho killer's house because what we've learned, oh, this this lake that they're at has a history. Can one of you tell me what the history is? So years ago, I don't know how, 20 years ago. It was 20, 20 years, years ago, ago. In the 90s. Today. 20 years ago today. <laughs> you know it was the 90s because they were all pumping up their jams in the flashback. <laughs> yeah. There was, I believe, a Memorial Day massacre where where – supposedly wink wink two hillbillies killed a group of campers yeah and later in the movie we find out some of the current college kids connections to this and uh it doesn't turn out good no no it doesn't turn yeah. out good so clearly they're in that guy's house yeah whoever did that he's in that because they are it's like texas chancellor house yeah yeah there were a bunch of like pictures on the walls. I wanted to get more into like what these weird pictures were on the walls. They just focused like, on the chili coupon though. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. 
Hey, excuse me. Are you, are you, uh, uh, buy three, get two free coupon <laughs> that never expires from Chubby's Chili Dog Depot. That's right. <laughs> that is like that the, is nothing to be sniffed at. It's right? not. That's like the golden egg of coupons right there. <laughs> but yeah, but it's all serial kill. Like there's, there's clippings from the from the from the massacre all around, mm-hmm. and there's like furniture made of bones and shit. And I'm pretty <laughs> sure I'm pretty sure because I'm not familiar as familiar with this particular product as some of y'all might be. But it looked like Dale was looking at a mobile that was made of tampons yeah <laughs> i wasn't sure what that yeah. that was made of to be honest yeah I it tell. looked like it looked like ponds to me <laughs> could have been and he was asking for feminine products earlier <laughs> so who knows maybe that's his craft oh no this is a tampon house not a maxi pad house oh, oh damn <laughs> dang it <laughs> oh my goodness so because of this um, the the college kids who are camping because of this story twenty years ago, Chad, one of the college kids that has a name, Chad. Oh, of course, of his name's Chad. Favorite scenes is where he takes a hit off his joint, takes his inhaler, inhales that, and then <laughs> that cracked me. Brian, Brian, yeah, Brian, Lee's humor. Go, That's my humor. No, no, shh, shh. I gotta lay down some truths right now. Smoking is not cool. <laughs> Smoking pot is not cool. Smoking pot with your asthma medicine, that automatically makes you a baller. That is yeah. a badass. You are a badass. <laughs> you are a badass, Chad. So Chad's a badass. You could tell not only because he hits his inhaler and his joint, but his collar is flipped like, oh, for the entire movie. Popped constantly. Yeah, popped collar the entire mm. time. So Chad, you, everybody, you, you think Chad's supposed to be like the man in this movie, right? He's going to be the man. Yeah. But the movie could have also been called Tucker and Dale versus toxic masculinity. Yes. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Because Chad is rotten to the fucking core. Like even in the scene when, uh, in the scene we just talked about at the gas station where, where Dale was talking to the girls and was making a fool out of himself. Chad is the one who went in and turned it into a fight scene. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like they were attacking him. He escalated. He's the one who escalated. So. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that's how the movie goes. Like he's got a chip on his shoulder with everybody. Yes. But particularly hillbillies. Which we'll get into later. Which we'll get into later. So Chad. Okay. So can Chad, I just say in this one in this scene at the fire where we hear the story and Chad's yeah. taking the hit. Mm-hmm. The, the story gets interrupted when somebody comes in. Oh my gosh, I just found the lake. Who wants to go skinny dipping? Everyone goes, yay. And then nobody goes skinny dipping. This <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, they go like underwear dipping. Yeah. I guess. No, 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 no. Evil laugh pulled this shit too. <laughs> we're all going to go skinny dipping at midnight, and then nobody did. Not that I wanted to see Stephen Baird go skinny dipping, but we're not back in that movie anymore. We're not. Please don't. Please don't. Please don't. By the way, by the way, I was informed by a listener who just watched the movie recently that you can actually possibly kill somebody in a microwave with the door open. Really? You have to put a little piece p- of tape over the thing, like the back of a VHS uh-huh. tape. Oh, <laughs> really? Yeah, it's on the back of the, it's on the back of the oven. You put a little piece of, and then you can kill people. It's the whole thing. Nobody knows about. It. It's a little cheap. Holy oh, shit! Oh wow. If I'm the not been broke, no, no, it's not. I'm just making naps. Oh, oh, I was going to say, I'm not going to test that. Mike, I just realized you guys are too young to be making VJHS tape jokes. No, I get that joke. Come on. Well, it just wasn't it. funny. It just wasn't <laughs> funny. It just, it just wasn't your best. <laughs> we, we didn't miss a character. The very important character of Chekhov's beam. Oh, yes. The beam. Yeah, there's a, there's a beam that's faulty. In the in the cabin, 
Oh, that yeah. people keep leaning on and shit falls down and they just keep like, oh, got to fix that. Got to fix it. You know, okay, something bad's going to happen with that. But it's set up. So well done. Yeah. Well, that's, well, Hi, it's baby. like the gun, right? If you put a that's gun. That's what I said. Check off. Yeah. Check off. Check off. So yeah. if, you put, if you put the gun out there, you're going to use it. Check off Smoochie just came in. Hi, Check off Smoochie. We got, we got uh, research assistant Logan Pants with us right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Oh. Just watching she's us gonna, talk. She's going to kick me off the sofa now. <laughs> so all the kids are kind of on edge, right, because of this story. But they all decide to go skinny dipping, which isn't really skinny dipping, as you do. And they decide to go to the lake, and they're by uh, Tucker and Dale, who are in their boat fishing, as you do. You fish. They're having their their beers and their night fishing at midnight. Mm-hmm. And, and Allison, the character in the movie, she's like, you know what? I heard the story about this couple that live in East Hollywood right now. That it's really romantic. Way maybe I'm like maybe I'll meet, maybe I'll meet my dream boat if I stand on top of this rock in my underwear and dance around. <laughs> <laughs> that story. It's just it's a tale as old as time. <laughs> you know. Um, and so she is standing on top of this rock and to go jump in, and she sees Tucker and Dale looking, and she gets scared. Right, because they were kind of looking. Right, they they were like, yeah. "Oh my god, look at these college kids out of nowhere." Yeah, they're like, right? "Oh shit, there's somebody up. There's a girl up there. What do we do? What do we do? What do yeah. we do?" Like, we don't want. We just like trying to make an exit without. Yeah, without making a big deal out of it. And she spots mm-hmm. them, and she gets scared, and she kind of slips off the rock and under the wa- you know, under the water. And then Tucker and Dale realize she hasn't come up, so mm-hmm. they paddle their little boat over there, and Dale dives into the water and saves her. Now, the college kids that are also skinny dipping hear this ruckus and they look over and all they see are two hillbillies putting Allison in a boat and then they yell, we "We got got your friend. (laughs) So they now think that these hillbillies are like recreating this story that they have just Well, it didn't didn't help that the girl who witnessed it went back to like, oh, they took her and they put her in a boat. And I think I saw one of them eating her face. Eating her face. And this is how these stories happen, right? Like, yeah. yeah. They were eating her face. And so now all these college kids are like, we got to get Allison. We're going to, we're, you know, we're going to go figure this out. And to be fair, to be fair, no, they're not. Most of them are like, let's go get the police. Right. They wanted to go get the police first. You're right. And Chad was like, you're all a bunch of pussies. Yeah. The police won't help you. We have to do this ourselves. We don't get this chance very often. You're right. This was all Chad's plan. There's no rules out here. There's no law. It's us versus them. He's really not well, this boy. He's but, intense. He's yeah. intense. Oh, and he also tries to make out with Allison early on, like too. Like right before the skinny dipping. Like so. right before the skinny dipping. He's like, no, I'm saving myself. I'm saving myself for boat, Brian. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like she, he's pretty much like groping her. Like he, he tries to kiss her. And shit. she's like, no. Toxic and he's like, masculinity. Yes. Yeah. She's like, yeah. no. And he's like, what do you mean, no? We're supposed to be together. We're like the two hot, we're like the it boy and it girl of the school. She's like, no, I'm the it girl. You're the ick boy. Thank yeah, you. you're the <laughs> ick boy. Um, but also these people, it's like, no, I'm 30 and still in college. Can we please just not make out? Um, <laughs> they all were 30. Yeah. Pretending yeah, they yeah. were in college. But yeah, so yeah. he's got like a chip on his shoulder because he's got rejected. So now mm-hmm. he's even like, ang- like angrier about this situation, mm-hmm. right? Because he yeah. just got rejected by Allison. Everybody's dream girl is named Allison. <laughs> uh, so th- <laughs> Patrick, your face. <laughs> even mine. Yep, it's true. It's true. Nightmares of dreams. <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a thin line. There's a fine line. It does, is it still a web dream if you just throw up in your sleep? <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. 
I'll take it. I love you. You know that. <laughs> I'll take it. So that so so now they have Allison and they bring her back to back to the house, their, their vacation home. And she wakes up the next day and she's freaking out because she doesn't know, you know, what happened. She was knocked unconscious. Right. So. Yep. Yep. And Dale comes in with pancakes because Dale is such a such a sweet Brian type of a man. So sweetie boy. And he, he brought pancakes and she's screaming. And he's like, oh, no, you must hate pancakes. I'll make you something else. Makes her and then he came back egg. with a bacon, egg, and egg roll. <laughs> <laughs> bacon, egg, and egg roll. And then she was just like, it's get like, out. It's too eggy. Well, he did. He came back with bacon. He's like, I hope you like bacon. And I hope you don't hate bacon and eggs like this. And then she scared the dog. And Jaggers was fucking awesome. Jaggers the dog is great. <laughs> one eyed dog? Hell yeah. It's an ugly fucking dog. But he's great. <laughs> so perfect. So perfect. And as she's, you know, as she's waking up and eating breakfast, her and Dale form a little bond over board games. And and Tucker, he's getting a little upset because Dale, you know, came up to their vacation home to kind of help help Tucker clean it up. But yeah, he's too yeah. busy. They're just supposed to be two guys helping each other out. It's two guys <laughs> helping each fixing other up out. A house. Yeah, fixing up a house. That can, what else? What did you think I meant? Helping each other out. And um, he's spending all his time with with Allison. And so Tucker, maybe a little jealous, is mm-hmm. like, you're, you're not helping me. So he's outside. So Tucker is outside. And this is where the first, like, series of deaths kind of happen. Yeah. So Tucker is outside and he's chainsawing wood, a log, right? And inside this log is a bee beehive yeah right a beehive and he disturbs the bees and all these bees come out right and tucker starts running and he's like oh my god trying to run away from these bees with the chainsaw running with the chainsaw running and smoke coming out of it like the whole texas chainsaw massacre scenario and this is when all the college kids come right to the front of the vacation home yeah and then all of a sudden tucker runs out from behind it swinging his chainsaw like a crazy person. Yeah. And screaming like crazy because he's getting stung by bees. bees. And so this arcade mad kid, I forget why he was separated out. Wasn't he supposed to like go run and like go? Yeah, he was the one who was supposed to go in. He just got caught and he just, whatever direction he ran in was the same direction that Tucker Tucker went up running. Yeah. Yeah. And so they're literally running through the forest side by side. Looking at each other like a Bugs Bunny Roadrunner cartoon. Like, yeah. wait, what? <laughs> so Are we supposed to be pe- – wait, someone's supposed to be in the front, someone's supposed to be back. Who's chasing who? Yeah, <laughs> and it's so funny. And then the arcade mad kid isn't paying attention, and he runs and impales himself right onto, like, this tree branch that's up. Yeah. yeah. And Tucker is still, you know, completely – Tucker's just running. Running because yeah. he's got these bees. So finally Tucker because comes Hashtag bees. Hashtag bees. <laughs> And Tucker doesn't even realize that this happened. So Tucker gets back to the house and he's covered in bee stings. And Dale's like, okay. And this I'll is help where you. we start with the running joke. Anything bad that happens to Tucker, he just pours beer, beer on, on it. it. <laughs> he pours beer on his face. You know, PBR sponsor. Uh-huh. PBR. Well, to, and to be fair, everything bad happens to Tucker. Yes, yeah, that's true. Everything. Nothing bad. No, no injuries happen to Dale. Everything. Uh, Tucker gets the shit beaten out of him the whole movie. The poor guy. <laughs> the whole time. But never gets his shirt ripped off because he's ripped under there, FYI. Is he really? <laughs> oh, yeah. When he was on V, he was shirtless a lot. I was like, oh, and the dollhouse. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, what funny character man is ripped like that? Get in my body. What? <laughs> Why are you ripped and not showing me? Why do all that work and then not show me? Well, uh, we thought you had enough. I thought moobs satisfied you, Alice. Moobs did satisfy me. However. I want more. Anyway. However, it is, a, it is an insatiable hunger. 
Yeah, and the thing is, also, like, if you're listening to this and you haven't seen it, hey, we're going to spoil the shit out of it, but, oh, like, what's so yeah. funny about What's so funny about this? Like, well, the joke, the, the kills are funny just because they're unexpected and gross and like they totally deserve what they're getting. Mm-hmm. But the jokes, even like the lines aren't particularly funny. It's just they're funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it's not laugh out loud funny. Just like I'm charmed by all this. It's not yeah. har, har, har. I'm going to slap my belly uh, or whatever. Yeah. Belly slapper. Funny. I had like one sip of that and I'm fucked. All right. <laughs> <laughs> So Dale um, is so, – so we have the bees. He pours the beer on it and he's the like, bees. the bees, you better help me is pretty much what Tucker says. Yeah. So mm-hmm. t- so D- Tucker's outside working. Dale goes outside and works and he's digging it out. And Wait, Hold on, hold on. Before we get there, I just want to say they have this lovely conversation while they're playing board games. Yes, they do. Because he, the thing that we find out is that Tucker, even though he thinks he's the dumb one, he has this weird thing that he remembers crazy stuff. Anything he's been told. Yeah, he remembers everything. So they're playing trivia, and he's nailing it. And he's explaining, and she's like, well, you're really smart. And he's like, no, I just did this weird quirk. And he started talking about, I was like, well, I was, you know, like he never went to fancy college or anything. And like he's talking about some dreams that he has. And I, you don't want to know about them. Dreams are stupid. And she goes, no, dreams aren't stupid. I'm like, that's right. Allison is stupid. <laughs> the whole statement about, was just Allison going, you're not stupid. I am. I'm Allison, and I'm stupid. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> 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 that's the tagline but that was the last that was the, that was where she said that was what she said she was studying to be a, a oh she was associate what, what, what uh, psychiatrist a psychologist she was studying yeah and she's like she wanted yeah because she's just like that's it and that's where the line comes she's like i think most of the world's problems are caused by a lack of communication and here it is in action mm-hmm. it's right outside the door honey mm-hmm. 100%, 100%. if people had stopped being assholes for one second and like Drop their ego and preconceived notions. None of this would have happened. And if Allison had not come with them. <laughs> the note being, don't take Allison anywhere. You cannot Ever. take her anywhere. No, and definitely don't take her to that chili dog place. It's really going to head bad. <laughs> <laughs> I remember what happened after that buffet in Las Vegas. It was not pretty. <laughs> that wasn't even a good buffet. Uh, <laughs> it, no, it wasn't good going in. It wasn't good coming yeah. out. <laughs> Both ways. Both ways. No bueno. Um, so they're, they're working outside and there's an out, they're digging the outhouse. Oh, um, I beg your pardon. No, no, no. He's, uh, Dale is digging a hole for the outhouse and Allison comes wandering out because she's bored and she's in the house alone. She just asks if I can help. Mm-hmm. And she was raised on a farm. So she's done this more than once. Yeah. And she's like, well, what, what you doing? You digging a hole? And he's like, yeah, I'm digging a crapper hole. Uh, I mean, I mean, I mean a shitter hole. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean an outhouse. I'm like, just say it, just say it, say it. It's a poopa hole. It's a poopa for the mad for the mad poopa. For the mad poopas. Oh boy, they will never get old. Uh, so, and and at this point now, Tucker is like putting these logs through the chipper, right? Woody the chipper. Woody the chipper. Yeah. Yeah. And the college kids are like, "We're gonna storm the we castle." Need to save Alice. Oh, was this after they left the note? Yeah, this was after they left it. They're like, oh. okay, well, we, we, yeah. They oh, went out to I find mean. the college kids to um to tell them that Allison was in the house, and they could they ran away, and they're like, well, we'll just leave them a note. Okay. Oh, we don't have any pen and paper, so they hack something out with an axe on a piece oh, of wood. We have your friend. And it looks terrifying. <laughs> the woods, you're like, hey, college kids. Say hey, it. college Say it louder. Hey, college kids. <laughs> and also, T- Tucker has his face full of bees. He's got a face of bees now. <laughs> He's got a beard of his, so he's talking like this now. He can't hold his mouth all the way. So his voice down there. It's absolutely terrifying. Uh, yeah, you're right. And then they left the note where they took the little hatchet and they wrote, we got your friend in yep. a log. 
because that's how leaving a note works. <laughs> and it will be paper someday. It will be paper something. <laughs> and so now the kids are like, we have to storm the castle here. We have to get Allison, storm the castle, right? Yeah. One of the kids is smart and goes and gets a cop, though. The one who drove. Yes. Chuck. 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 I remember his name was Chuck. Yeah. Yes. Chuck was going to go get the cops. But Chuck's a pussy. Chuck had to go because it was Nobody else can Chuck's drive dad's car. Yeah. It was Chuck's dad's car and no one else can drive that car. Yeah. And again, this is one of those moments I'm like, Chad prevented everybody else from going. Like one of the girls was like, well, I cannot go. She's like, you can't. Yeah. Yeah. No, you can't go. And they just go along with him. You get this psychopathic, charismatic leader that people just follow blindly. I can't find any kind of modern correlation to that. <laughs> I don't want. Over and over again. Yeah. Ugh. So they storm the castle, right? And this is where more deaths ensue. Like one of them has a stick and he's going to- It's a double death, a double death, a double D, if you will. It is the double D. The double D. Double, <laughs> double D's. Because well, one was getting into the front of the house and one was getting <laughs> as you do as you do that's how double d's work sometimes that is how double d's work and one of them has a spear and he starts coming after dale and allison in you know digging this hole they thought they were making her dig her own grave yeah (laughs) and dale's just like oh hey it's your friends hi allison's friends and they start charging and the guy with the stick and and when he turns to say hello to the friends he hits allison with the back end of the you know the metal end of the shovel and i cheered i'm like yay (laughs) she gets knocked out and she falls into the hole that they were just digging. And then the yeah. kid, the, you know, he f- ends up falling into the hole. And then yeah, the kid with the spear. into the hole and then he impales yeah. himself yeah. on his own spear. On his own spear. Right on top of Dale. Yeah, and just that coughing blood in his face. <laughs> Gross. And at the same time, this other college kid with a tiny little like pocket knife runs after Tucker. Tucker goes down to reach for Tucker another log. Know what's going on yeah, he just reaches no. for another it's log. And this kid goes. Wood. Head first into the wood chipper, which was incredibly hilarious and gruesome because now Tucker just has like the back half of this kid getting like he's trying to like pull it out. He's trying to pull it out of the chipper. After it's already thrown blood onto one of the other. Oh, yeah. It's halfway. Body is halfway like eaten by this chipper and he's trying to pull it out. And eventually the chipper jams and stops chipping. Right. And (laughs) what does he say? Are you okay? <laughs> no. That's what I would do. That's what I would do. <laughs> you okay? No, he's not okay. There's a there, just just sidebar. This this I love stuff like this because um, stupid people like that's so stupid, but it's totally the thing that I would do in real life. There's a movie called Battle Royale, mm-hmm. uh, Japanese movie, actually Korean movie, where kids are. It's kind of Hunger Games before Hunger Games was Hunger Games. Kids are being forced to kill each other on this island. <laughs> One of them winds up with an axe in the head and stands up. The kid that was next to him looks at him and goes. Are you okay? And then the kid with the accent head goes, uh-huh. Feels <laughs> over dead. That would happen to me. I would be either one of those people. But are you okay with the accent in your head? Okay, good. Let's go. <laughs> people do stupid things at weird times. Like people do not handle crisis as well. Something. Not. They do not. Not at all. So all the rest of the kids scatter again. They run off because finally. They've just seen two of their friends die now. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Tucker and Dale get Allison back into the. The house and Dale pulling that boy out of the wood chipper was so funny. Because they had to like wedge him out. Yeah. 
and they're just being so cash about it too. That's like, uh huh, mm hmm. They're just we're just pulling a kid out of a wood chipper like you do on Tuesday, right. and then they're trying to carry him, and they're like, gosh, he's heavy for a half a person, and I'm like, he ain't heavy. <laughs> <laughs> he's my half brother. <laughs> Boom. Nice, nicely done. Um, my favorite one. Tucker starts like, I think these kids all had a suicide. Pact. They all had a suicide pact. What else would you think? <laughs> just like all of a sudden, all these people are just killing themselves in front of you on your property, of your vacation home. And, and, <laughs> and Tucker's like, "What are we gonna say that these kids just started dying all over our property? Look at us. We can't go to the police. We have to clean this up." Because it doesn't matter what really happened. What matters is what looks like happened and it doesn't look good mm-hmm. doesn't look good so that's why they're trying to clean up the, the bodies right uh at that point the chuck who was getting the cop from has, earlier has got the cop has gotten the cop and they are they are pulling on up to the Me- meets up with uh, the three other kids who had mm-hmm. said no longer following chad chad is on his own and they beat the the officer and they're all going back to the vacation home where Chad is also staked out watching everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this is when Tucker and Dale are carrying the half a body right at the cop, the cop pulls up. <laughs> and again, they're just like, ha. Yeah, hi. And, and Tucker goes into the exact line that he said would not work if they told a cop earlier. <laughs> These kids have just been killing themselves from my property officer. I don't know what they're, they must have some kind of suicide <laughs> As Dale is still holding this one kid's foot. Yeah, just off of the leg, not sure what to do. And the officer's like, you must think I'm stupid. And then he, Dale mentions, no, if we were trying to kill these kids, why would we have one of them safely in the house? There's another one. And Tucker's like, oh, Dale, you idiot. You idiot. Yeah, you she's doing? unconscious after I hit her in the head with a shovel. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> it's like, shut up, Dale. So the officer's like, let me go see this other girl, right? So they go inside the house, and the kids are in the car saying exactly what they should be saying is, why are you going in the house, what officer? They're going to kill you. you. What are you doing? And, and the officer gets in there, and he checks it out, and he's like, okay. Her eyes are dilating. Okay, she's fine. She ain't brain dead. No. Yeah, she's not brain dead. She'll be okay. But this is when he goes and leans on the beam, which, of yeah. course – Knocks loose a big piece of wood with nails all over it that goes straight into his forehead. Yep. So the next thing the college kids see is the sheriff stumbling out of the vacation home, followed by Tucker and Dale, just bleeding profusely with all these nails going through like his cheek and everything. Very gruesome. Mm-hmm. And gets- Dale's like, oh, he's going to be all right. He's going to be able to walk it off, right? He's going to be okay, right? <laughs> he's walking it off. That's what it looks like. He's walking it off. So the yeah. cop stumbles all the way back to the car and starts trying to, like, call in for backup. But he falls over. Bleeding all over everybody. <laughs> the three three of the college kids are in the back seat, which if you've ever been in a cop car means you can't get out. Um, so they're stuck in the back. Hashtag Allison has a record. <laughs> hashtag, hashtag I've been in a few. Um, two. two. Just two? Just two. All right. Just two. Um, and one, I was very young. Very young. <laughs> um, so the three are stuck in the back. <laughs> the three are stuck in the back. Chuck is. Find out more on, on, on the 1997 episode of Fox's When Babies Go Bad. <laughs> Those stories are just for your patrons. <laughs> 
So Chuck decides to get out of the car and take the gun that the sheriff had on him to shoot Tucker and Dale. And he gets out the gun and he tries to shoot. And of course, nothing happens. The safety is on. And this is when Dale points out, oh, hey, you got to turn the safety off. Much to shoot us. Yes. You need, if you're going to shoot us like that, you need to take the safety off. Thanks, Dale. Stop Thank you again, talking. Dale. Stop talking. <laughs> of course, Chuck being an absolute idiot is pointing the gun every which way. And by the time he gets the safety off, he accidentally shoots himself in the face. Mm-hmm. And thus the end of Chuck. But this also means lurking in the woods. Chad now has a gun. Yeah. 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 Chad comes and gets the gun. And he lets the other three college kids out of the he does. sheriff mobile. He does. But this gun has infinite bullets <laughs> until the plot that. device needs him to not have bullets. Yeah. <laughs> so many bullets in this gun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this six shooter. <laughs> which probably shot 60 shots. <laughs> so yeah, so they um so now they're all trying to uh get is this where they get is this where they get Tucker? No, well, I mean, we have the whole standoff with the dog first. Right. They get his dog. They get Mm -hmm. Jake's. Whatever sympathy I have for those fuckers, I'm like, you fuck with the dog. Mm -mm." You don't fuck with Jankers. Jankers has been through shit. Do not fuck with Jankers. And so they get the dog and they're like, hillbillies, we're going to shoot your dog. So Tucker, being the great friend he is, is like, I will go save Jankers. You take this pneumatic nail gun. Yeah. And you start shooting at him, causing a distraction. But please just don't shoot they're mo- Just pretend they're moving two by fours. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and don't shoot me. Whatever you do, don't shoot me. And Dale's like, I'll try. Bang. <laughs> shot him. Almost shoot. Yeah, almost yeah, shoot almost him. Shot him. Almost shooting goes like right across his face. So Dale actually does a really good job of causing a distraction. He's shooting the cop car. <laughs> He's just like yelling, "Hey, you college kids!" <laughs> He's shooting. It's yeah. absolutely hilarious. And and Chad is shooting with the gun. Tucker, I mean Dale is shooting with the the pneumatic uh, nail gun. Tucker is army crawling to ja- to Jankers to let him go, and he's like Jankers, and then Jankers goes the wrong way. He's like, "You went the wrong way, idiot!" And that's when they find Tucker. Yeah. And they get Tucker. They kidnap Tucker. Mm-hmm. And they hang Tucker upside down in the forest. And they're mm-hmm. like, we're going to get you. We're going to get you. You are not going to be killing any more kids that come to this these woods to camp. I, I have never been so close to pure evil before. And you know what? It really stinks. <laughs> they, they said it was 24-hour protection. Yeah, they said it was 24-hour protection. <laughs> That line is always too subtle, but it's fantastic. Well, that's what I love. Like the jo- that none of the jokes are delivered as jokes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then they cut off two of Tucker's fingers. And- oh, no, they don't just cut off two of his fingers. They cut off what? His bowling fingers. Yeah, his bowling fingers. <gasps> Tucker's bowling fingers. <laughs> and they wrap them up in a cloth and they leave it at the front it's door. It's part of his shirt. Yeah, yeah, in his shirt. And they uh, leave it at the front of the house. So Allison wakes up and... We're back at the vacation house. Allison wakes up and she's like, I'm sure. Huh? What? What? Was I unconscious again? What? Huh? What was I out for? few hours. What the hell happened in those few hours? <laughs> so she goes, I'm sure I can solve all of this. I'll go talk to my friends and I'll figure it out. And she goes outside. First and and Dale's this. like, don't go outside. Don't yeah. go outside. She goes outside. She sees half her friends dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then she finds this. The fingers, yeah. And that's when Dale With a note realizes, that says, now we got your, your friend. friend. 
So Dale Dale decides he's going to go and he's going to stand up and he's going to go get Tucker. Tucker's his best friend. He's going to go do it. So he goes and he finds Tucker and Tucker tries to tell him that and he's hanging upside down in the forest and Tucker tries to tell him that it's a trap. Dale doesn't realize. And there's a tripwire that has yet another spear that comes flying out and it almost hits Tucker right in the junk, but it doesn't, it just misses. And that's when Tucker says, man, I'm really glad I'm not hung like a bear today. (laughs) Or a giraffe tongue. That's for the patrons. That's for the patrons. They'll get that joke. Patrons. Um, And so he lets uh, Tucker down. Yeah. And they go back to the vacation home. Drops Tucker on his fucking neck. Just cuts him down. (laughs) He hits the ground and goes, this vacation sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, back at the vacation home, the other college, two of the other college kids are getting in to save Allison. Yes. And that is Chad and one of the girls. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And she's like, listen, you guys, obviously this isn't, this isn't what this is. This is miscommunication. They're not bad. bad. As Chad is throwing gasoline to burn down. the We have to burn it down. You have Stockholm syndrome. We need to burn this to the ground. Right. And this is when Dale and Tucker come back and there's a little bit of a standoff and um, they, they sit down and Allison intervenes. Allison's like, I'm going to play moderator. I'm going to do what I want to do. A conflict resolution person. I'm going to do this thing. They make tea. Chad makes sure it's not chamomile because that's not good for his asthma. Like Earl, Earl Grey. Everybody loves Earl Grey. English breakfast is my favorite, though. I will say that. <laughs> um, and they start telling their story. And this is when you find out that Chad has a personal connection to the Memorial Day massacres. Mm-hmm. That he was... His mom was his, the lone survivor. His, his mom, mom was pumping up the jam and survived. She survived, but she was pregnant at the time. But she didn't know that. By the time Chad was born... Uh, his, his mother was already institutionalized and he had to live with his grandma and his father's body was never found. And so he has a personal vendetta against Hill the hillbillies. Your kind. Your kind. Mm-hmm. And, they, and Dale goes, we had nothing to do with this. And Chad's response was, yeah. <laughs> he literally said, I was six years old when this happened. And Chad was like, yeah, but it's your kind that did it. Um, which again, very much a separate issue yeah. that we could go off on for. Well, yeah, yeah economic, the American economic class system. Yep, hundred percent, hundred percent. And the other, there's two other college kids that were told if they don't come back in 15 minutes, the Chad and the one girl yeah. to come get them. So now 15 minutes has passed, and now they bust in and they don't know what's going on. They go, "Are they drinking tea?" And the one girl was like, oh, that sounds wonderful. I could really go for some tea right now. <laughs> and he's like, they're trapped. They're we have to save captive. them. Yeah. Yeah. We have to save them. So they come in with a weed whacker, which was great. So the weed yeah. whacker was, oh, and this is, so Tucker, while all this is going on, Tucker's just in the corner pouring beer on his, his missing his fingers. Missing fingers. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and, and 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 this conflict resolution is going somewhat okay until these assholes bust in. Yeah. Oh yeah. Allison almost saved the day, but she didn't. Cause why? Hashtag Allison is stupid. I was gonna say she's not a conflict. Hashtag Allison is not a conflict resolution person. <laughs> that too. Um. So the couch gets go, and and the one with the weed whacker goes to attack Tucker, Tucker but Tucker ducks like a sensible person would. And that is when he weed whacks the other girl right in the face. He weed whacks his girlfriend's face off. <laughs> right in the face. 
And now they're just like, what? This is now crazy. Chad and Chad's flips the like, table under Dale. Flips the table. And tries to axe chop Dale. Yep. And and it was, there's like this crazy throws fight. A, throws a, yeah. Throws a candle into the, into the gas. And now everything's on fire. The, the guy who had the weed whacker gets on fire. And that's how he is getting. Stop, drop up. and roll. College kids. Stop, drop. Do they not teach this in college? Stop, drop and roll. <laughs> the lone college kid that is not. Allison or Chad. Yeah. She this whole time her running thing is she's been wanting to have a cigarette. That's been kind of her thing. The girl that yeah. can't get a cigarette. So the house is and, now and who wore and who wore and who wore stripper shoes to go on a camping trip. Yes, to the to the camp. And so she's there and she's trying to get the cigarette, you know, because she knows she's gonna, you know, yeah, this place this is, is gonna burn up, right? She smoke them if you got them, bitch. Sees the gasoline that Chad put out there. She sees what's happening, so she's got her cigarette and the whole House and and, Ch- and Tucker and Dale and Allison are like, we got to get out of here because they know what's going to happen. So yeah. they're running out of the house. The house blows up with Chad, the other girl, Both the bodies of the and, other yeah. people in it. It completely blows up. And Tucker's like, my vacation home. <laughs> no. I was, I was really hurting for Tucker this movie. I mean, great. he takes all the physical abuse, but then to lose the house. Yeah. yeah. He, has a line, he has a line when they get into the truck. He says to Dale, don't flood it. It's the only thing I have left. Yeah. 30 seconds later. <laughs> 30 seconds later, Dale crashes the truck. Crashes the truck. So when the, the house blows up and they're like, oh, I lost my vacation home. But at least there's like a little sigh of relief because it's over. Yeah. Right. It's over. Of course, it's not over. Not over. Chad comes out all two faced. Right. Half of his face burned off. And he, now he is like full on evil super villain at this point. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And this is when you find out that being in a fire like that causes you to get a body wave. Yes. <laughs> His hair was like, he looked like Sheena Easton when he came out. I was like, girl, strut, pout, put it out. That's what you want from psychos. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so they go in, they, 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 they're like, get in the truck, get in the truck, get in the truck. They get in the truck. Uh, Tucker says, please don't crash my truck. It's the only thing I have left. Ten seconds later, Dale crashes the truck. Dale's knocked out. Yeah. Dale wake. Yeah. Tucker's thrown out of the car. Yeah. Right. Who is thrown out of the car. And we don't know if Tucker's going to survive. They have a very moving speech about, you know, go, f- you're, you're better than you think you are. Have some confidence, go do what you want to do. And Dale's life is short. Yeah. Life is short. Just go, just go. Dale's like, I don't want to leave you. And Tucker's like, go, it's, I'll be fine. Yeah. Jacobs will show you the way. Yeah. Because uh, will show you the way. Um, Chad came and took, took Allison. Allison. Yeah. Yeah. So he goes and he finds to the old woodmill. To the old woodmill. And there's old Digby. <laughs> and this is where I was expecting him to like magically have grown a mustache where he can like twirl it. <laughs> well, you I know? mean, he might as well because he literally had her tied to a log yeah. with a saw like an oldie timey, you know, <laughs> like it's silent movie. Don't get it already. Like, <laughs> yeah, he is a villain. He's, he's desperately. What the hell was his name? You're right. No, 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 no. Snidely Whiplash. Snidely Whiplash with Dudley Do Right. Yeah. Um. So, so finally, Dale's like, "Thanks, Jankers. Thanks for leading the way." And he says, "If they want a scary killer hillbilly, I'm going to give them a scary killer hillbilly." <laughs> and he gets all like, gets Just all like these things. Mask. Yeah. <laughs> he gets and he puts like uh, a knife in his boot, like so like, the, when he stomps uh, yeah, tree climbers. Yeah. yeah. So he can he can get them, and he comes in and. He sees Allison tied to the log 
And Allison's freaking out. And she's like, Dale's like, it's me. It's me. Oh, well, then why are you wearing that then? Well, I thought it'd be intimidating. Is it intimidating? And she's like, yeah. And he just goes, sweet. Which <laughs> <laughs> is so great. And now Chad, yeah. the little weasel he is, has gone up to the control room and has, you know, start. Oh, he also gives Allison one more chance to live before Dale shows up. Yeah. Gives her one more chance to be with him and tries and kisses her, but not with enough passion. Right. <laughs> yeah. Gross. He is so <laughs> gross in every way. So gross in every way. So he's like, no, nope, you could have been with me, but I'm going to kill you instead. So he's thank weaseled you. his way up thank, to the- Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so he wheels his way, weasels his way up to the control room, and he's like, oh, we're going to kill her. And he flips the switch in the control room to make the log start and the saw go. And um, Dale is trying to untie the knots, but he can't, he can't get this knot untied. And, and Chad- shithead is like talking shit about him over the head. The, uh, yeah. 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 And then- What do you call it? What, 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 what's the word? I'm like, intercom. Thank you. Or, or PA. PA. Oh, yes. You know. No, I don't, I don't think that this was shot in Canada, not Pennsylvania. What? God Box. <laughs> God Box is another good one it could be called. Um, so uh, where were we? Chad comes down and he's fighting Tucker. And it's a pretty cool fight. Like there's the – they've got chainsaws. He uses his tree boots. You know, he, it's, a, it's a pretty yeah. decent fight. And he, uh, uh, Dale has a little hatchet. And at the last minute, as this, you know, the log is going to saw into Allison, he throws the hatchet to go on the ropes yeah, that are holding rope, her yeah. to the log and mm. she can get out. Uh, Which I thought was a nice touch because the whole movie, Chad has been carrying around that fucking hatchet and throwing it at people. He nails all of his targets, except the important ones. Like every time he throws it at Tucker or Dale, he never hits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, the, and the hillbilly did it right. The hillbilly took took his weapon and was like, bang, I just did what you can't do. Yeah. <laughs> so they run they run upstairs to try to hide from Chad, yeah. and they find in the control room and they find an old newspaper. And of course it's the newspaper right on top. Yeah. Super convenient, right? And the newspaper well, the mill's been closed for 20 years. That's the last newspaper they got. <laughs> well, because you know when there's a murder in your town, the first thing to close down. The old mail is the old is the old paper mill. <laughs> no, no. Old- nobody wants nobody wants murder paper. Nobody wants murder paper. <laughs> this birthday card is made out of murder paper. One hundred percent murder paper. <laughs> you have to ch- you have to pay more for that. Oddly enough, premium. It's a premium <laughs> card. It's a premium card. Um, and so they they find this newspaper and they find that the person who actually murdered the kids. Looks exactly like Chad. Yep. That's Chad's dad. And Chad did torture his mom and kind of uh, the mom. And what? What? Uh, Chad's, the, Chad's dad. dad. Yeah, yeah. Chad's dad. You just said Chad. yeah, Chad's dad. Chad's dad. Yeah. The yeah, killer, the, the killer from the Memorial Day Massacre is Chad's father. He had kept, he kept um, Chad's mother, tortured her and had raped her. And impregnated her. <laughs> and then she eventually got out and was institute. That part is true. Institutionalized. Yeah. He gets born. Yada, yada. So this throws him for a loop because. Grandma. Grandma lied. She yep. lied to me. But this you also. You suck. You have a weird peppermint candy in your purse and you tell lies, grandma. <laughs> Butterscotch candies. Grandma's always got butterscotch. <laughs> um, so this, oh, no. my my mother, my grandmother always had this weird lavender candy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> lavender never doesn't ba- even 
do like in the shower. I don't like lavender smell, let alone <laughs> eating it. Ugh, gross. It it's like it was like eating a florist. That's gross. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to the wedding and eat the bouquet. <laughs> Chicken or fish? I'll have the bouquet. <laughs> So anyway, his grandma lied. Back to the story. And yeah. Well, this is when uh, Chad finds out he's half hillbilly, which that line cracked me up. You're half hillbilly. <laughs> like it's a race. It's like clowns in children's hospital. It's like a race. It's like back in like the ninth, or, you know, late 30s, early 40s to find out you had half. And it's like a stigma. Yeah. It's a stigma. stigma yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. It's, it's, Again, mirrors on society. Yeah. Again, it's a mirror to society. Yeah. But also, Dale finds a box of chamomile tea. And he throws that at Chad. Loose chamomile tea, no yeah. less. Throws it at yeah. Chad as Chad is wielding a chainsaw, which of course means the chamomile goes everywhere. It affects his asthma, and he ends yeah. up falling out of a door. Yeah, because it's one of those random things that Dale knows. Somebody told him once that, 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 like, he rattles off the scientific equation for why this works for people uh, for people with asthma who suffer for an allergy. He's like, I told you, I know weird things. <laughs> I just know weird things. So Chad ends up falling out of a second story window. Yep. And falls to his death. He does not fall to his death. Did you forget the first minute of the movie? Oh right, he ends up. He doesn't <laughs> killing the reporter. You're right. <laughs> I totally forgot that part right now where mm-hmm. the flashback to the opening of the movie, which actually we didn't talk about was a little, was like a little found footage moment where there's a reporter and a video cameraman that get, mm-hmm. that get, they're showing the, yeah. the murders and they get jumped and you see a, ha- a person's half charred face. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I totally forgot about that. That was the opening of the movie. Hashtag Allison is stupid. <laughs> Hashtag we know. Hashtag that's what we've been saying for two hours. So Chad falls supposedly to his death. Yeah. Not to his death. He yeah. ends up killing more people. You have the reporters come and they're, you know, they're reporting on what happened. And and and, and, it's, all, and it's all being blamed on Chad. Yes. Yes. Like all the deaths have been blamed on Chad. It seems to be the work of one, you know, psychopathic, 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 syncopated, <laughs> a syncopated <laughs> killer. <laughs> The ragtime killer. Um, so so <laughs> Dale, their names are cleared at this point. Um, yeah. And Dale goes to visit Tucker in the hospital because Tucker did not die. Yeah. Tucker's just in the hospital. They found his fingers, except one is not his finger. Yeah, that's not Possibly two, not both are not his finger. <laughs> one is a lady's finger. Yes. <laughs> Um, and he asks, they didn't look this way before, did they? And Dale's like, no, they look great. <laughs> I just like, he's like, are you, how are you feeling? He's like, I'm really high on prescription medication. <laughs> <laughs> and Dale brings him a PBR, which is such a sweet yeah. gift for them. Brings him a PBR. Yeah, and it was cold. Yeah. And a, and a straw was his favorite kind of straw, the flexi kind. <laughs> Bendy straw. Yeah. And uh, so Tucker asked him, did you ask out? Allison, which was kind of the whole point of his speech. Yeah. You know, what yeah. not only go get Allison and save her, but get her yeah. As, yeah. as your girlfriend. And he was like, No, I didn't. And Tucker was very disappointed. And then Dale says, you know, but she's she's really good at bowling, so we're going bowling. And it was a cute little moment. And they he goes and cuts to them bowling. And um he buys her a pink helmet 
Because she's always falling down and hurting herself. Because she's a fucking klutz. <laughs> she was, yeah, she she got knocked out more often than Giles did on Buffy and the Vampire Slayer. Like he gets knocked out like every episode. She got knocked out like seven times in this movie. So he bought her a helmet, which I thought was cute. Hashtag Alshin needs a helmet. <laughs> Put her in a little hamster ball. And then they kiss. Yeah. And there's a skerfuffle in the background because he told one of his other hillbilly bowling friends to go, hey, you think she's out of her league? That doesn't matter. Just go talk to her and be yourself. And by be herself, be be himself, I guess that means take her. Be an absolute psycho. Take her. You all just just act queer enough that they act terrified of you. So the whole cycle begins again. And that's that's Tucker and Dale. Yep. Yeah. Guy gets girl. Tucker gets bowling fingers back and a beer. Yeah. Wastes of space get blown up. Yes. Yep. Toxic people die. That's how, yeah. how this is. Um, it was it was great. I, that was I enjoyed it. was very fun. Very fun movie. What is such a shame about this movie? It got buried. Did it? It went to, I mean, it was all set to be, like, there was so much buzz about it. It got screened in Horror Hound Weekend, and, like, it was so early that a lot of the special effects weren't in yet. Mm-hmm. And still, the crowd was cheering. It's 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 one. Like, I watched it by myself, obviously, because I'm in isolation. It wasn't as much fun, but with the crowd, it's a great crowd movie. Oh, mm-hmm. oh I bet. Remember crowds? <laughs> Remember them? Yeah, yeah. Um, I go to Scott. And even, even without the even without all the gore and special effects, it was still really funny, and it was a great thing. And everybody was really excited for it to come out. And it did the film festival circuits, and somebody bought it, and they sat on it. Wow. Oh man. I hate when that happens. That happens with a lot of good movies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because these guys were all like, they had a whole series plan. Like, like we had a sequel plan. I'm like, you could take these two and plop them into any genre. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tucker and Dale versus the Mafia. Tucker and Dale versus Aliens. Tucker and Dale versus Musicals. It would have been great. It's like the new Ernest. Like, <laughs> yes. It's it's the our gen- it could have been our generation's Ernest. Ernest yeah. goes to camp. Ernest goes to jail. Ernest, go- you know, and it's the same kind of idea where he's that lovable goof yeah that gets put in weird situations that he doesn't predict are gonna not happen very polished kind of guy mm-hmm. yeah. i, I love i just love too that um pilot the bean this is not the normal character for him like he normally is like the big jokester bigger than life mm-hmm. i do what i want kind of character and to see him this reserved mm. and unsure and he cries like seven times during the movie mm-hmm. yeah and not comedy cries oh no no it's like crying in character yeah. Yeah. About little things. Like he just gets so upset about the smallest little thing about how embarrassed he is about in front of this girl. I'm embarrassing myself. I'm going to cry. And it's, it's sweet. Mm-hmm. And you don't see that in horror very often. And it was just such a shame. And I hate when studios do this. They do this in a lot of great movies. They just sit on them. Yeah. Cause I was going to say, I didn't remember like seeing a big release of it. I, I heard more about it once it was on Netflix. Yeah. Obviously. Never hit, it never hit the theaters and never, and they never, sat on it and they sat on it and they and they sat on it for years. It was one of those things you had to go and find on your know, torrent sites. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. So it never had any, any actual theatrical release. If it did, it was like one of those one screen for one night things. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Well, that's a bummer. It's a really good movie. Yeah, it's a great movie. Yeah. Well, that's why they do that. Like for whatever reason, like those, for some reason, I think why they do that is because like some big studios, like uh, somebody buy that up and then sit on it. Because mm-hmm. we have something similar. Yeah, we don't. Yeah. Want, we don't want our big horror comedy coming out yeah. at the same time. Yeah, because that's what yeah. that was going to be. What I asked is, what year was it, was it meant to come out? I'm not sure. It was so long ago. It was. It was. I think it was my first or second horror hound. So we're talking like. 2006 2007 and it was already been buzzed about for about two years at that point oh really 
they sat on this movie for a really long time. It's a shame. Yeah. It, yeah. Considering the cra- considering the crap that does come out of the major studios. Yeah. Mm, <laughs> no. Hundred percent. No, I, I really enjoyed it, and I would have. It's unfortunate to hear that they had like sequel ideas planned because I would have. I think that would have been a really good little yeah, franchise. I'd, I'd see another two or three movies with these guys. Yeah. 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 But no, we can't have nice things. <laughs> what I also liked about it is that th- for a while there, especially at that time, there was a rash of hillbilly horror movies. Mm. You know, there was the Chainsaw Massacre remake and all the wrong turns and uh, oh, the Hills Have Eyes. I'm like, I, remakes, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm just like, what is it saying about us as a society that we're this scared of poor people? Yeah. yeah. This is weird. I don't like it. So this, I turned it on his head and I liked it. And turned the, the, the genre on his head and it's just smart and we can't have nice things. <laughs> we absolutely cannot have nice things. This was a very nice thing and I'm, I'm glad we got to watch it because like I said, it was on my Netflix queue for quite some time and I just never, never got to it. And uh, I'm glad, I'm glad yeah. I didn't know. It was a nice, a nice little, it very much in the vein of like a, like a warm bodies too, where it kind of, which is, it's, it's funny, yeah. it's heartwarming and it kind of changes yeah. the genre a little bit. Yeah. And yeah. like horror comedies are hard. We only usually remember the decent ones. Yeah. I hate, I hate, as a rule, I hate horror comedy. There's so many failures. There's so many bad ones, but then every once in a while you get like a Ghostbusters, you get. Or a Shaun of the Dead. Shaun yes. of the Dead. That's what I was searching for. Thank you. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. In those veins. Yeah. And it's, it's good. It was executed well. Um, I was worried. I was worried because I'm like, is it is it is it gonna hold up in the shadow of Dr. Giggles? <laughs> I mean, Dr. Giggles fits in any scenario. <laughs> Dr. Giggles fits everywhere. He does. <laughs> oh, that I Giggles. still stand by my by my love of that movie. I stand by it. <laughs> and I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And one of the other things I consider for you is just because um, oh gosh, horror movie director Stuart Gordon just passed away. Mm. A couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And when I was looking through his um, IMDb credits, because he's most famous for the reanimator, which also stars Barbara Crampton, who we were talking about earlier. Yep. Which is also on the list for you guys, but it is also too dark. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for right now. But uh, I was like, oh, he also produced The Dentist. Ooh. The movie you thought Dr. Giggles was. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, he's not a dentist? That that's, was like my biggest revelation you know, watching Dr. Giggles. I have found that that's well, that's the weirdest thing. When you watch The Dentist, the movie in The Dentist is not about a dentist. Who knew? <laughs> <laughs> like, I really did think, and you said that that's not yeah. uncommon, that people think Dr. Giggles is a dentist. Yeah, if they've only seen the box art, for whatever reason, everybody would seem to assume. Everybody, yeah. everybody. Is the everybody dentist the one where he asks, is it safe? Is it safe? What's that one where it's like a that's marath that's Marathon Man. Is it okay? okay. Yeah, with Dustin Hoffman and and, and there's some Lawrence, weird Lawrence Olivier. There's some weird dentist and he asks if it's safe. There's a dentist scene. There's yeah. no dentist. He's not a dentist either. Oh, got it. He's a Nazi torture person. Okay, I think we know our mission now. We need to make a horror movie with an actual dentist. <laughs> the dentist is about a dentist. I was pulling your dick. Okay. <laughs> Well, please keep going. At the end of the movie, like, where's the dentist? Like, it was an ex- it was an existential dentist. The dentist was a sick. It was a symbol oh. <laughs> about man's inhumanity to man. True. The real dentist was the friends we made along the way. <laughs> oh, the dentist was with you the whole time. <laughs> uh. <sighs> dentist is a sled. <laughs> Don't tell everybody. <laughs> 
<laughs> Don't reveal. <laughs> what? <laughs> Luke, I am your dentist. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wow. Oh, you took it to a good place, Brian. Yeah, my lady likes Star Wars. I know where to go. I do like <laughs> Star Wars. Oh. When CM Punk reels his new character and he's a dentist, you'll be like, oh, yeah. See, all those fan letters I wrote him about being a dentist finally came to fruition. I'm never brushing again. <laughs> Gotta go to the dentist. Evidently, my mom texted Fill my cavity, CM Punk. <laughs> fill, no. fill, yeah, fill a different cavity. Damn um, it, stop. <laughs> so my uh, my mom texted me the other day. I was day. talking about me. I was talking about me. He's an attractive man. Thank you he very much. He is. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I wouldn't kick him out of bed for eating crackers. I'd be like, why are you eating white people? But I wouldn't kick him out of bed. <laughs> so my mom texted me the Thank other you. day. <laughs> my mom texted me the other day because on my Facebook, um, one of my memories was when I went to CT2. Oh, it's a seven o'clock cheer. Yay. Woo! Yay. Thank you. Yay, Karen, Allison's mom, who is a nurse, everybody. We're applauding for her. Yay. Yay. With the air horn. It's the Nazi across the street with the air horn. Oh, boy. <laughs> We hate him. He ruins it. Yeah. <laughs> your air horn. You're too, you're too extra. You're too extra. No, I mean, there's not as many, that many people doing it out here. So, yeah. like, you can't hear yourself or anybody else. Like, with, like, the early days, it was nice to, com- like, connect with people. Yeah. Be like, hey, I hear people over there. And then you see the wave. I mean, I'm like, I don't even know where to look. I just hear this asshole blaring his air horn. Normally, he does it for the whole three minutes. Oh, boy. There he is. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> So I had a I had a Facebook uh, memory come up, which was me at C2E2 meeting CM Punk. I know I'm excited about it too, and I shared it, and I shared that was, that was me farting actually, <laughs> and I shared it, uh, being like, "Wow, remember when we could like be this close to people or whatever?" And I'm glad it was CM Punk or whatever. And my mom showed it to one of her coworkers, uh, one of the nurses, and she says, "Wait a minute, what's that? What's that guy's real name?" And my mom Googled it. And she said, oh, my husband used to deliver his mail. Her husband oh, yeah. works for the U.S. And you, yeah, you replied, did he ever get anything saucy? I remember that. I did reply. <laughs> how, wait, how did you know that? This is all on Facebook. <laughs> oh, right. I, <laughs> I'm obsessed with you, Allison. I know everything that you do. Patrick hacked into your text message. I thought I had texted that to my mom. But no, she put it up there. And I was like, did he get anything saucy delivered? Um yeah, then later that night, you were saying like, oh, man, Brian made sauce, made pizza, and the sauce was so good. I'm like, saucy. <laughs> Allison finally got something saucy from somebody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, it's always, it's so weird. And if, and it also. I'm sorry. Out. I'm sorry if people out there aren't following all three of our, all three of our social media. You really just got to Keep up with all these stories. I don't post much. <laughs> Another weird CM Punk connection. I don't know if I've told I know, but I find that stuff through her because she can't keep her mouth shut or her fingers. <laughs> my mouth shut. Um, but I, uh, another CM Punk connection I have is Nobody. My, <laughs> my mom's hairdresser that she's had forever, ever, ever before he moved to Phoenix. You, uh, used to cut CM Punk's biological mother's hair in Chicago. So there's that too. Cool story. Cool story. <laughs> I'm just saying, I, can I parlay that into anything? Either one of those? One time, one time, one time, one time, the mail deliverer gave him a penny saver. What? <laughs> he used it. And there was a coupon for chili dogs in it. What? <laughs> it's going to save for the chili dogs. And it never expires. What? <laughs> 
as a coupon lover, I I working on a chili dog outside the taste of freeze with CM Punk. Oh, that's my perfect date. <laughs> Little ditty about Punk and Allison. Yeah. Oh. Brian's like, shut up. <laughs> Who wants to suck on a chili dog? That's weird. Eat the fucking thing. Take a bite. Don't you judge her? She might not have teeth. <laughs> Touche, Patrick. Touche. You're welcome. I think about these things. Uh, I'm insensitive once again. <laughs> I snorted. <laughs> this is the best show ever. <laughs> People have stopped listening probably about 10 minutes ago. <laughs> they're like, let's get through this recap so we can hear the end. Like, we're, done. That, we're done. It happened. Yeah. We're done. This is the match. This is the way. This is when the match, all that's all the recaps of is foreplay. Yeah. <laughs> this is a this is the magic <laughs> happening right now. <laughs> this is why people really come. This is and this is when the audience turns. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. This is ra- okay, this is random. And I will cut this out because now we're just rambling. <laughs> uh, on YouTube, an episode of Fantasy Island came up as something suggesting me to watch. Did you know Wendy Shaw in the later seasons? Was like the new tattoo. What? Wait, what? Yep. Yep. No. Wendy Shaw from what? Titan? <laughs> Wasn't there that movie? Creature. Creature. You were thinking no. of its alternative name. Oh, yeah. Titanfall, was wasn't it? Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Titan, Titan Find. Titan Find. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what? Look at Wendy Shaw. What? Wow. My, I'm a she's replacement so cool. tattoo. <laughs> she's so cool, though. I love Wendy Shaw. I think so too. And she's great in it. I, I did have to watch the episode. I'm like, I have to watch this now. This is great. <laughs> I did. And it's like, of, like tattoos, tat, like Hervé Villachez is still on it, but it's clear like we're replacing you. We're phasing yeah. you out. Yeah. <laughs> You're gone. People aren't amused by you anymore. So we're going to bring in a night. We're going to bring a hot chick. Nobody gets tired of the hot chicks. It's, um, it's interesting because they had that fantasy Island movie that came terrible. out recently. Terrible. Was it terrible? I it wanted terrible. to go see it because Ryan Hansen is in it, and Ryan Hansen was on Veronica Mars. No, no, Veronica Mars, yeah. And he also <laughs> lives like across the street, so I wanted to go. Support well, you him. go tell him that I want my seventeen dollars back. Is it that you. bad? It's not good. It just meanders all over the place, and it doesn't want to want to doesn't know what it wants to be. And okay, you think Fantasy Island? What do you think of Ricardo Montalban? Mm-hmm. He's tall. Mm-hmm. He's attractive. He's mysterious. He's magnetic. Yes. He's scary sometimes. Yes. He's an enigma. This guy in the movie was like sweaty and sleepy. Ew. Michael Pena? Yeah. Just like, it was like. And people love Michael Pena. That's because it sounds like Pena's. <laughs> I mean, he did chips. And Ant-Man movies too. And the Ant-Man movies. He was terrible in this. The whole movie's terrible, but it just like Aww. just sits there like a log. I'm like, and it just, it gross. It was gross. It was terrible. Anyway, we're not talking about that movie. So are you saying the Fantasy Island horror reboot was worse than the Banana Splits horror reboot? I haven't seen the Banana Splits because I heard everything was wretched. Oh, yeah. It looks absolutely like, like, did you play Five Nights at Freddy's? Yeah, that's pretty much all it is. Okay, I think we're okay. You know what? I think we're going to wrap this up. And thank you guys <laughs> for joining me for my birthday, Allison and Brian. This is fantastic. It wasn't Vegas. It was not Vegas, not Vegas. but yeah, happy, but you know happy what? birthday. Thank you. Happy milestone booth birthday. Thank you very much. Yeah. 5-0. 21. You can drink now, Patrick. I already drank. Thank you. <laughs> Were you not watching? <laughs> can you not see the drool coming out of the side of my mouth? Yeah, it's a bummer to be spending it by myself. But you know, at least you guys were here. 
Yes, Hell and yeah, we are buddy. happy to be here. Yeah. We wouldn't have wanted to uh, spend your birthday talking about any other crazy thing than a, a, a crazy horror comedy movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, because I was going to ask us to redo Slaughter High because you love that so much. Oh. <laughs> the only thing that would have been better is if we were reviewing Girl on the Third Floor, but then that would have been my birthday. For my birthday, maybe that's a whole review. When's your birthday? It's in June. June 9th. We'll probably still be here. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Let's do it. <laughs> Why not? Deal. You know what? Deal. All right. Deal. All right. You guys heard it here no. first. Fine. Fine. Witnesses. I'll watch the weird, I'll watch the weird spooky hooker movie again. <laughs> <laughs> I know what they were going for, but they missed. But we're not talking about that. Now. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for joining me. It's been great having you. I miss you guys. Now that I, now I know you're in the flourish. Um, I want you in the flourish. <laughs> I want to be eating chicken fingers somewhere with you and getting drunk on weird purple we shit. We ate so many chicken fingers. That chicken finger place is great, though. <laughs> it was the bomb, man. I hated how good it was. That's where I hate your I mean, What else do we have? The buffet? We already got diarrhea from that twice. <laughs> <laughs> we got diarrhea from it twice and we only ate there once. That's the weird thing. Exactly. <laughs> That's a bad exactly. Well, I wanted to go to a nicer buffet, but I felt bad because people were flying in and already kind of complaining that it was a little expensive. Well, not complaining, but, you know. Uh, things were said. Yeah, things were things, things were mentioned. And so I wanted to keep it more budget friendly as opposed to going to like, you know, Caesars and, and stuff like that. So thanks. Yeah. <laughs> not thanks. you. I, I know. I'm, I'm saying thanks to them. Like, thanks. I hope it was convenient for you. Yeah. <laughs> said nothing of the such it was others that were like hey you know maybe don't go crazy allison and i went okay, not on day fine. one yeah not on day one and i went okay that's you know but we could have went, we C- <laughs> went yeah. to caesar's um yeah no we can wrap this up uh hey thank you for having us patrick you're very welcome you're always welcome here Check yeah. out Brian's podcast. I, I do two Scott podcasts. One is called. You do, you do two podcasts now. When did yeah. that happen? Uh, uh, actually, I'm a horrible. Fr- I'm a horrible. No, no, two weeks I've ago. been doing two for a while, but then one killed. I killed one, and then I got recruited for another one for the last two weeks. So that's fair. Uh, so I do 23 minutes of Scott. It's like a 23 minute Scott playlist. Imagine you had a Scott buddy who just gave you a tiny little mixtape every Thursday. That's 23 minutes of Scott. And I am doing a new show called On the Upbeat. They've been going for about a year. I just replaced one of the co-hosts on that show. And we talk about Scott topics and we interview bands. And it's actually a lot of fun. Nice. Nice. Are you pitching that Scott horror movie to these bands? Ooh, we need. There is a horror movie set at a Vans tour. I know yeah. we talked about that, but yeah. we specifically you were we had we had an idea for when you forgot about it because you're horrible. I forget nothing because everything's on tape, and I listen to you guys always. <laughs> I, I have actual friends somewhere; they're in, they're in my ears. Uh, and then Allison is just being Allison and being fantastic and wonderful. Yeah, I have nothing to plug. I just I just work and stay in the house and work and stay in the house. I have nothing to plug. It must be terrible. You have to like boss the cats around now. <laughs> they are. She's know, been so mad because pants stopped cuddling with her two days ago. I have no one to yell at. <laughs> it's hard I because can't. he's trying to take my job and he's a very We need to work about some, getting some synergy going on between you, Logan Pants, and Ramona. It was a synergy in the litter box. It's not efficient. <laughs> you working more efficiently. I can't talk anymore because I'm drunk. Great. Wonderful. All right. Thank you guys for spending my birthday with me. This has been insane. Okay. And um, yeah, stay safe and stay healthy. You too. And Allison, tell your mom she's awesome. 
Will do. She, she will hear this. She listens, so she'll hear. And tell your dad, nice date. <laughs> <laughs> So once again, I'd like to say a huge thank you to my guests, Allison Nowacki and Brian Poe for coming back to the show and celebrating my birthday with me and my birthday as well, since both of them happened during the course of that recording. Yay! Fabulous. But before we move on, I just wanted to say, yes, it's my birthday this month. Now, some of you in the past and currently have sent me gifts and I appreciate them and I love them. Zombie Girl TJ, thank you so much for that cool puzzle box that you sent me. And if I put it together and it summons Pinhead, I'm going to kick your ass. Actually, if I put it together and it doesn't summon Pinhead, I'm also going to kick your ass, but thank you. <laughs> but as much as I love and appreciate the gifts that you send, this year I would rather you didn't. Instead, I'd like you to do something else. Because here in New York City, as you well know, as I complain about every October, there is a huge homeless problem. And I'm not just talking about the LGBT youth. I'm talking about the homeless population as a whole. Right now, I'm talking about right now, it's out of control because I think I've mentioned, if it wasn't here on the show, it was on one of the Facebook Live videos that there's nowhere for them to go right now. Most of the shelters are closed. The shelters that are open can't have more than 10 people in because normally it's just like one big room with beds. So they don't have access to any place to sleep. There's nowhere to pee. There's nowhere to sit down. There's nowhere to eat. There's no one to get money off of, you know, people that beg, there's no one to beg off. There's no tourists, there's nobody. And most of all, they don't have access to information. They don't have the internet and they don't have any other resources that we are taking for granted right now, sitting in our homes. You can't shelter in home when you don't have a home. So what's been happening is that the homeless people of New York are staying, are sleeping in the airports and on the subways. And this week, Governor Cuomo, who has been fabulous during this, issued the statement that he wants the, the homeless off the subways. Well, I understand that. They've become dirty. They're overcrowded. You know, people are trying to get to their essential jobs. Yes, I understand that. But he called them disgusting. Not the subways, the homeless. So there's been this huge movement to get the homeless off the subways. It's for us. And... Yes, I agree with that, but there is absolutely no plan in place for where, where you're going to send them. There's nowhere to send them, which is why I would like you to make a donation to Backpacks for the Streets. I've talked about them here before. Jeffrey Newman, one of the heads of the organization, along with his husband, Jason Connor, they go out into the streets every damn day or on the subways now or to the airports, which is more likely and hand out backpacks that are full of essential survival tools. There's food, there's you know, warming blankets, there's glow sticks and, and water bottles and powdered drink mix and canned tuna. And now masks and gloves and information about what's going on, how to keep yourself safe from COVID. These two are literally risking their lives every single day to help the homeless of New York City. I was planning on dedicating the month of my birthday as a fundraiser for them anyway, one of those just Facebook birthday fundraiser things, I was planning on doing that anyway. I did it last year. I did it the year before. And I'm doing it again, but I'm really pushing it hard this year because this is inexcusable. I understand we need the subways back, but you, there's no plan. 
you're going to create an even worse problem. There's some kind of compromise to be made here, and I don't know what it is. And you guys figure that out. Meanwhile, these people need to eat, and they need to know that somebody out there cares, and hopefully that's you. So please head on over to www.backpacksforthestreets.org. The link is down there in the show notes. You can either make a donation or you can buy something off their Amazon wish list. All the stuff that goes into the backpacks, you can just buy, you know, a, you know, a case of tuna. I just I did that my I just did that yesterday. Then to put in the backpacks, whatever supply, you know, if you, they, they, whatever supplies that they need is on that list. Whatever goes is on that list goes in the backpacks. And some of them are very small. You know, they don't cost much. So if you're already buying something off of Amazon, consider throwing this onto the list. Although I'm putting this out on May Day, Wait till tomorrow because it's a strike on right now because their, their, their work processes are, are horrible. But that's not the point right now. The point is, please help. Backpacksforthestreet.org. Because right here is an example of people who have it much worse than you do. And a little tiny gift will go a long way. I'd like to take a minute to thank my partners in crime for getting Green Queens into your ear holes every week, and that would be Squadcast. Once again, this episode was recorded with the Squadcast app, the, the interview section, and the sound is crystal clear. It sounds like Allison and Brian were right here in the room with me. There was a point in the interview, which I wish I got on tape when they first came on. They were so loud and so present in my earphones that it felt like they were right behind me, and I love that. It was so cool. And I keep seeing all these posts and all the podcast groups like, what should I use? What should I use for these remote interviews? Should I use Skype? Should I use Zencaster? No, you should be using Squadcast because Squadcast is the service for remote recordings for professional podcasters. Do you want to sound like an amateur? Go right ahead. If you want to step up your game, come see Squadcast because I've tried all the rest and this is actually the best. And you can get a seven-day free trial if you go to bit.ly slash squadqueens. That's bit. Slash squad queens. And of course, my fabulous podcast host, all the disco dancing, ninja high kicking, tap dancing, back flipping, popping, and or locking disco diva ninja Jedis over at Captivate FM. Captivate FM is the only podcast host that is dedicated to helping you grow your podcast. All kinds of tools added all the time, and it just keeps getting better and better and better. On top of that, they make podcasting so easy, it's almost embarrassing. So, you know, if you want to check them out, use that link down there in the show notes as well. Cascade FM and Squadcast, it's a one-two punch that will have you eating your lunch. I got to work on that tagline. That was terrible. And I know this is last minute. So I've planned out at least three weeks of these Saturday screenings. It's all double features, all month long. And So tomorrow, May 2nd, we're having Suspense Saturday. We're going to be watching Mute Witness from 1995, which uh, we talked about way, way back in episode 147 with Kristen and Dan from the Killing Your Darlings episode, uh, Killing Your Darlings podcast. A very Hitchcockian-like little thriller about foul doings going on in a horror movie set being shot in Russia. And also a movie called Home Movie from 2008, a criminally neglected found footage movie starring Adrian Pastar from Heroes and Near Dark. Don't watch the trailers for either one of these because they're spoiler-laden, laden with the spoilers. The week after that, the week of my birthday, is the birthday double feature, which will have happy birthday to me and my super psycho sweet 16. The Saturday after that is the childhood trauma double feature, which is movies that ruined my childhood. Yes, Brotherhood of Satan from 1971 and from the same year, House of Seven Corpses, and then rounding things out on the last weekend of May, we are making a smooth transition into June, Gay Pride Month, with Saturdays are a drag, featuring Girls Will Be Girls and 
First period. And all movie screenings are going to be happening on Cast, on the Cast app. And you can get that by going to cast.gg. And you can join the Scream Queens friend group by sending a friend request to bit.ly slash sqsocial. And once you're approved, that's a link to get you into all the screenings. All screenings happen at 3 p.m. on Saturdays, Eastern Time. And we hope to see you there because it is a great party every week. And if you're just missing out. Don't miss out. Because we'll talk about you. No, we won't. No, we won't. Well, we'll regret that it would be even more fabulous if you were there. How about that? That's how we'll talk about you. So if you want to get in touch with the show, you can find me on Facebook by doing a screech. A screech? A screech. You can do a screech on Facebook, or you can do a search on Scream Queens, where horror gets gay. You can find me on Twitter at Scream Queens. I'm on Instagram at Scream Queens Podcast. Please follow me on Podcatcher and leave a review. Yeah, don't leave them on iTunes anymore. Please, if you go on to review the show, leave it at Podcatcher. It's a much cooler place. And I'll answer you back. I'll be like, hey, that was awesome. You're awesome. Let's dance. And if you're really, really, really grooving on the Scream Queens experience, you can become a patron at patreon.com slash Scream Queens. Just last night, I released all the background unused footage from this particular episode. All the stuff that we recorded before, all the stuff that we recorded after with Allison and Brian. You could get all the in-jokes that you were not in on today. As well as many, many cool things throughout the month. Including Damn You, Uncle Lewis, the Friday the 13th, the series tribute show. Is that it? I think so. Next time, my beautiful, beautiful screamers, we are going to be talking about the movie Shock Value from 2017, which is available on 2B TV. It's a great little thriller about the indie horror scene and a plan to make an indie horror movie that goes horribly, horribly, horribly wrong when the director decides to cast a real-life serial killer in the role of a serial killer. What could possibly go wrong? How about everything? How about everything? And my guest is going to be Dan Dominguez. He's a first-time guest, longtime friend. Even though he's not been on the show, you've heard him a few times. As a fact, longtime listeners, you remember him being on the show singing about his pussy. His pussy told him to be on the show and sing. Because his pussy told him so. Yeah, his pussy told him so. A lot of people are clapping their hands right now, and the rest of you are just going, what the fuck is he talking about? Well, you'll find out next week, I suppose. So until then, my beautiful, beautiful screamers, continue to make the world a less creepier place by following the Scream Queen's golden rule. Fight or flight. Survive the night. Make it to the final reel. Stay the fuck home. Wash your fucking hands. Wear a fucking mask and chill the fuck out. And don't forget that I love you all very much. Stay safe and stay healthy and stay fabuloso. But don't drink it.